Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. What is going on? It's been a minute. So good to see everyone in the space. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world and welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today's guest is one of my favorite follows on thought provoking content around Web3 and doesn't hesitate sharing his views about what's happening around the space. He also works with Jenkins Valet, which recently finished a $12 million seed round of funding to continue growing their evolving writer's room. It's my honor to share the stage with the one and only ThreadGuy.eth. What's going on, man? Thanks for joining the show. Hey, how you doing? Uh, it's a pleasure to be on. Thank you for having me up. Yeah, of course. I think uh, especially it, now we're kind of, for the first time with the show, we're in a bear market. Things are uh, have been pretty bleak the last week, so it's great. You uh, are the perfect guest because you love uh, the memes and shitposting, and it's just fun to have uh, kind of a sense of humor, even in a down market. But I want uh, before we talk a little bit about um, you know how you uh, came to rise with your Twitter posts, I'd love just for you to rewind and take us back to how you got started into crypto and nfts yeah i can kind of give you the full backstory here um so it was like around fall of 2020 um i was previously really big into reselling um like sneakers streetwear supreme whatever um there was a big big community on twitter we called them sneaker twitter and i was i was a big part of that and um when COVID hit really in spring of 2020 uh the collectible market as we know went crazy beneficiaries of that were sports physical sports cards um and i'm a longtime sports fan and and whatnot and sports cards really made it over to sneaker twitter and these um they called them cook groups but they're really alpha groups that provided reselling information on everything and i made my way budged my way in as a, a sports card provider and, and was giving people information um, across all kinds of groups uh, on sports cards, how to make money, how to flip everything. And um, it was uh, fall of 2020 and I stumbled across NBA Top Shot um, through sports cards. Uh, prior to that, I didn't know what the hell an NFT was. I never owned crypto, never really paid any attention to any of it. Um, I threw a little bit of money into NBA Top Shot just to see, you know, what the hell, why not? And, you know, it it blew up, and I still didn't know what the hell was going on um, or anything. And around around March, when March of 2020, when uh, I guess March of 2021, actually, when Top Shot really came down and crashed, and a lot of NFTs started going crazy. That was around the same time as, as the Board 8 Yacht Club Mint which I openly faded and fudded on Twitter, in case you're wondering. But um, I really didn't understand what was going on with, with NFTs beyond Top Shot. Like, I could grasp NBA Top Shot, but I, I didn't get the profile pictures. I didn't get art blocks. I didn't get punks, etc. And I really stepped away. Um, I threw a little bit of money into some shit coins, which got wrecked in May of 2021. And I was just kind of 
out of, of the whole ecosystem. Um, it wasn't really until July that I think it was Prancy sold a, a punk for $1.5 million, a zombie punk. And, you know, I wasn't in the ecosystem, but I, I had bought some shit coins and whatever, and I was still following people on Twitter. So I was keeping up a little bit, but I wasn't actively. I remember it being a pretty monumental moment, like a light bulb moment for me. And I was like, shit, I can't, I can't keep ignoring this stuff. So it was uh, around July. I started. Uh, no one, actually, no one knows this. And no, no one has seen this to my knowledge. But I started making NFT TikToks, and then very quickly, like August, I, I started my Twitter um, thread guy. It, it was actually Discover X NFT at the time, and I didn't know what the hell I was going to tweet about. I didn't really have a lot of knowledge about the space or, or direction. But I knew I wanted a Twitter following, and I, I've seen the big accounts in, in the crypto and NFT space and what the following and a, a platform provides, and I, and I knew I wanted that. Um, around It was August, yeah, um, I had about 100, 100 Twitter followers max, um, no idea what the hell I was doing, and I dropped out of college at the same time, and I was like, I'm just going to, it was my sophomore year. And I was like, I'm just going to go go all in on this for at least a semester and, and see what happens. Throw some darts at the board and see if anything sticks. Um, and I started with threads because I, I figured that you know, the, there's a major educational gap in this space. Even now, there's a major educational gap. If you can provide in-depth analyses on, on projects, on anything happening in the space like people will read you'll you'll grow an audience and and that's really how it started i posted my first thread about nba top shot with zero followers literally zero hard cold zero number um and what i would do is at the very end i would write this the first one was probably damn near 40 50 tweets like it was it was a book and i would tag at the very end all all the big influencers involved in that project which, you know, now if, if I got a tag, I, I would low-key be annoyed by it probably. But back at the time, I was like, fuck it. I have nothing to lose. And, you know, I got I got the first retweet from, from someone with, I don't know, 10K plus and, and got over the, the initial 100 follower hump and started pumping out threads from there. And that's, that's really how I got started. I love it. And since then, I mean, you've evolved into creating some extraordinary memes and uh, ship posting and just having a good time on Twitter and and on the time feed or on the timeline. And I just think uh, you've really done that. You've uh, shown what it how you can go from nothing and no followers and just create uh, like an amazing following from content that you enjoy creating. I, I do agree, and I think um, a lot of people are in this space that want to build or have a platform, have similar uh, aspirations about wanting to kind of find a platform, figure out how to grow uh, their following. And so I think it's uh, also just inspirational to hear kind of your story of uh, and I feel like it's very similar to anyone in the space uh, that kind of started out and just had just wanted that drive. And you had that drive from before when you were just trying to sell collectibles to you, you brought that over into this space when you started getting more involved and more serious about wanting to, to grow something uh, and build 
uh, a platform for yourself. So, so huge congrats. It's been amazing seeing your journey in the space. Uh, one thing I want to throw it back to because you one uh, a lot of people got involved into NFTs because of Top Shot. It was an amazing onboarding cycle into the NFT space. Uh, some people got straight into, like you said, into Bored Apes. Uh, others like you kind of waited and watched and then saw the opportunities that came after uh, it to really dive in head first. Well, I'd love, I always love talking about conviction on the show because so many people that get involved into crypto and NFTs, the, they some people that are newer just really have trouble understanding and grasping what is uh, so cool or what's uh, why this is kind of a lasting technology. I'm, I'm curious when that conviction moment came for you that this, this space wasn't just going to fade away uh, and die kind of like you thought it could potentially when you first started. Uh, what, 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 when was that moment that you really started building conviction in, in where the space could go and the technology behind it? Yeah, for sure. That's a good question. Um, it really, it really happened for me on Twitter, like just seeing what, what was here. You know, I, even when I, um, I wasn't huge on Twitter, uh, when NBA Top Shot w- was big, like I wasn't tweeting about Top Shot. I wasn't, I didn't have an NFT account. You know, I, I was, I had a sports card account, my, my sneaker Twitter account, I'll call it. And I was tweeting a, a little bit about Top Shot when it first came out, and also I wasn't I wasn't big on Twitter back then. I didn't have a big following, but I had some some followers, some fans um, from the the reselling community, and people, especially at the beginning, fucking hated Top Shot. Like sports sports cards community, the reselling community, absolutely despised it. And and at first it it was a little discouraging, but I think one of the my biggest takeaways from that is like wow. These people care so much about this. These people feel so threatened. Like it was clear that this was something. Um, and and when I pretty much sold out a Top Shot, you know, put put the NFTs away and, and stopped paying attention in, in March 2021 ish. I I kept kept the Twitter follows and I I would scroll the timeline and, and stuff would pop up and you know I wasn't actively involved. I wasn't actively paying attention, but it was. I mean, it, it was impossible to ignore. And I mean, really, the, the light bulb moment for me was $1.5 million sales like day after day. And, you know, art blocks were crazy back then and punks were crazy back then. And it was just like, this might be a biggest, the biggest bubble ever. And fuck, it still might be. But I'm not going to miss it. Like it, I did really well with Top Shot. I, even though I didn't have much to invest, I had some money, even though I lost most of it in, in the shit coins. And I was like, you know what? What the hell? Like it? Why not? Like I, I'm gonna lose this money in in stocks, or I'm gonna lose this money in sports cards anyway. So why not give it a try and and come back into it? And it, I really remember it being like a serious light bulb moment on some like, it happened at like 8 p.m. and I literally stayed up the entire night just like watching uh, DCL blogger YouTube videos and reading forums and anything I could. Um, and literally the next morning, I bought my first Treverse plot, if I recall correctly. That might, I might be a little off here, um, but I, I bought a I bought a Treverse plot before I knew what was going on at all because I had I had followed Lupify um, since like he had 5k, and I immediately saw like I wanted to buy something. You know, the money was burning a hole in my pocket. I was like, but if I'm in if I'm in NFTs, I have to I have to buy one now. And Treverse was like 0.3. 
Um, I didn't know anything about it, but I was like, cool, big, big influencer uh, in RuneScape with the blockchain. Like I'm in um, and I bought a plot and really just dove in. Um, I, I, I'll i be honest, I didn't understand the technology at all. It, it really took a minute for me to, to grasp why people were paying absurd amounts of money for, for monkey JPEGs. But it was obvious, like, there's something here. Just dive in, like, throw the kitchen sink at it, and, and maybe something will click. And it did. And I'm thankful that it did. And I'm thankful that I, I made the decision I did when I did to, to just dive in and just give it a try. You know, there's really – I really had nothing to lose. I was playing with house money that I earned from NFTs in the first place. So Yeah, that's amazing. I love your story. I love whenever I have guests on here that, that have amazing followings and, and just are really good at educating people. And they basically started just a year or a year and a half ago knowing nothing. And it's always, uh, it's always so um, uh, inspiring. And I hope um, people that listen to the podcast are inspired just to show uh, and you talked about this a little bit about just really diving down that rabbit hole, uh, watching videos from other uh, big influencers at the time and trying to figure out what what is this space all about, what's going on, and then never giving up. I think that's just like the telltale story of success in the NFT world is uh, – you know, I've had people ask, what do you invest in or what do you buy? And it's like, you really have to do the digging for yourself. You have to learn about this space. It's mo- It moves so fast that if you aren't, you know, if you don't have that edge to constantly want to learn about it, you kind of make poor choice or you don't know when to sell out because you don't know what you're doing to begin with. And so I just love that story of wanting to learn more and wanting to educate yourself. What, um, tell me a little bit about, you know, you went from threads uh, to shit posts and memes and uh, all kinds kinds of fun stuff. Tell me a little bit about that transition. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, so my original, original plan, I just wanted followers. I wanted a voice. I wanted a platform. Um, and after I wrote my first thread on NBA top shot and got hundred plus followers, like crazy engagement on it for me at the time, I I was like, I, all right, shit, I have to keep doing this. And pretty quickly it became, I was probably pumping out like two threads a week at the, at the beginning um, and rocketing in followers. And I have never, you know, I have like a personal Instagram account and a personal Twitter and whatnot, but I've never like had an account that I was trying to grow on social media. So it was really a ton of trial and error. Um, and at first it was strictly threads. Like I, I was tweeting, I would only tweet, when I had a thread, I wasn't, I I didn't have takes on stuff. I wasn't posting memes. And, you know, after about, I don't know, a thousand, 2000 followers, like slowly leveling up, I added a little personality to it. Um, would throw in some tweets, my takes on the, my take on the market, my takes on whatever. And, and then boom, back to the threads, grow a little more, add a little personality, grow a little more, add a little personality. And I, again, had a, pretty serious like light bulb moment um the first time i ever posted a a viral tweet i still remember this it was uh, um when jimmy kimmel bought a board ape and i tweeted something about like jimmy kimmel just started an nft bull market um and it was like a, a one-liner shit post that i thought of you know sitting on the toilet or, or something and it got like a thousand likes and it was like five to ten x any engagement i've gotten on a thread before and, you know, these threads, like I, I prided myself on writing long threads. Like you weren't going to click on 
on a on a thread guy thread and it was going to be like eight tweets like i was writing articles and i wanted you to to leave and really understand a, an in-depth project and they were hard and they were tiring and you know i felt like i was in school still and i wrote this this tweet and i was like wow i just the engagement the followers the the growth that i got from that tweet i was like i need to do this more and you know i didn't ditch the threads right away but they started slowing down and those memes and those shit posts and those market takes started picking up and it it really kind of spiraled on itself um and now here we are and i honestly i haven't writ- wrote a thread in like three months plus at this point and i i couldn't tell you when the next one's going to be and I love it, honestly. Like, I, I love writing threads. And that was, like, something that was really fun. I met a lot of cool people from writing threads. Uh, really, one of the coolest parts about it is I would, you know, I would really do my due diligence. And I would dive into a Discord and, and get help from the mods, from the community, from the founders, whoever. And within that, I would meet, you know, 20, 25 community members right there. And... You know, people I still talk to, people I still engage with. Um, the threads are really fun, and I, I would honestly encourage anyone who wants to create content, doesn't know where to start, um, doesn't have a following, just, just start writing about things in the space you're interested in, projects. You know, it doesn't have to be the hottest NFT profile picture. Like, write about anything. Like, there's communities all over Twitter, um, NFT Twitter, crypto Twitter, for everything. And if you write content... Like, people want to read it. Um, but, yeah, I really, from there, just the memes, the shit posts started going crazy. And I, you know, they're fun. Like, they're they're quick. They're engaging. Like, they're, they're fun. Um, they, they have a chance to get get a wide reach and, and get to a large audience. And, you know, it, yeah, that's really how it kind of came to be. Yeah, I love that. And one thing that I love is you're doing something that you enjoy. I mean, one thing that the reason I love the crazy about crypto show is because it's uh, like, even though I'm, I like doing it for content, reaching new fans, finding new people. I mean, it starts, like you said, it started with one or two people in, in the room and just slowly growing and finding different guests to come on the show. But it was always something that I enjoyed. And the best part is I'm learning along the process. And that's kind of a cool thing about content creation. You're like over here doing investigative reporting, trying to learn about the NFT space. And then you're just going and helping share that with other people. It's a win-win, and, and I always talk to people when they're like, "How? What do you do? What should you do to start creating content?" It's like just find something you enjoy doing. The thing I'm good at or what I enjoy may look different than someone else, and that's okay. And I think that's something that's really important about your journey is just being able to show, like, "Hey, you can. You don't have to get on and, and host a space. Is you can uh, create memes, and there's so many people that are really successful at that. And it's an important part of the ecosystem to be able to have that, and and your control." contributing to that. One thing, I want to take it back for a second, because when you were kind of going over your intro and talking a little bit about your journey, a lot of things came up that I wanted to touch on. And one of them was the fact that you were really big into the collectible scene. And something that I think is really fascinating when, because like you said, like, what the collectible scene, uh, physical collectible or physical art, a lot of those uh, ecosystems really aren't huge fans of the NFT ecosystem because it is uh, somewhat of a threat to kind of 
the market share uh, in a lot of ways. But one thing that I'm curious about is as you continue to grow in this space and you, you especially as these other, um, you had the opportunity to possibly talk about utility and, and how the blockchain allows you to kind of track and be able to give back to your collectors. Uh, I'm curious if you ever were able to convert or be able to have conversations with people in the old collectible ecosystem, friends that maybe you met through there and get them uh, to kind of join Web3. Just talk a little bit maybe about onboarding people, especially since you you uh, were so good at investigating and learning about what, what uh, crypto and the blockchain was all about. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think up front, it's important to to note I was honestly I was a pretty shit reseller like I I wasn't that good um, until I was in the game for a long time too you know with expensive bots and, and camping out for releases and, and whatnot um, it really wasn't until sports cards that I kind of found my groove um, and, and I definitely met some some awesome people um, yeah you mentioned like we I touched on briefly those there's a lot of backlash with, with NFTs and crypto in that space. And honestly, un- understandably, because crypto in, in Web3 has pretty much like wiped the, the reselling community, sneaker Twitter, at least. Um, everyone that was big in sneaker Twitter when, when I was really involved um, is either in crypto now or, or really kind of fell off a little bit. I, I definitely was able to get a few a few buddies over to to Top Shot, which was really cool. And I have um, a couple people I'm, I'm still in touch with today. Um, you know, it, it was definitely hard, especially at the beginning, uh, just because you know people are are reluctant to change, and you know, rightfully so. Like it it's a threat, and especially the Top Shot sports card, it's like a direct threat more than just you know collectible collectible it's like same same ballpark exactly you know direct competition and you know people were really resentful of that and really really bitter about top shot taking off um the way it did and you know when it when it crashed in in march or whatever it was like you know the greatest day ever on 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 sports card twitter uh but yeah i definitely was able to get get some people over um, and, and educate best I can, um, but you know for the most part, like I, I got got my my few people over and then I made my new Twitter and, and never logged back on to the old sports card Twitter ever again. Um, really never looked back. Like I haven't thought about a sports card in, in a year. Honestly, I have a box. All my investments upstairs. I forgot to sell, which, <laughs> which is one of the reasons uh, blockchain is so powerful. You know, s- selling and, and flipping sports cards sucks. Honestly. Yeah. You know, you, you go on eBay and, and you buy something. It takes four four days for the person to ship it, another week for it to get here. Um, you make a sale and it, it takes a week to, to get it to the person. Like by the time you make a flip, you know, it's, that card isn't even here yet. Um, and that, that was really one of the, most powerful things I picked up right away on on the just the power of, of digital collectibles, which I had never really been involved with, is just how easy it, it is um, compared to what I was used to. Yeah, I mean that is a hundred percent. I used to. I think um, this space really attracts people that like to hustle or flip things. I've 
before I got into crypto, I was doing every, I mean, I would do everything. You know, a lot of people in the space are similar, whether it's through trying to do gaming. For me, it was, I, I would scalp tickets. I would sell, buy and sell tickets, uh, especially back in the day when scalping was more popular. Uh, and then, you know, driving around for Uber, it's just like that hustle, like mentality is very much so involved in people that are in the collectibles because they realize how important it is to kind of do the research, get involved in something that's trending, uh, and be able to make money from it. And I think uh, NFTs are very similar. A lot of people come into this space because they see the opportunity to make money. And I think it, um, in a lot of ways, that's a great thing because it's people trying to change their lives or be able to uh, kind of make make something of themselves or to try to hustle and make make a quick buck. But we also see a lot of uh, shortcomings come from that too, uh, because there's a lot of people that because of how fast the space moves and because they see constantly people posting, you know, these short term imposter bear market. And pretty much if, if you have come into this space in crypto or NFTs in the last couple months, uh, you're most likely down or you probably lost uh, a lot of money. Uh, and so I think it's really important important to kind of touch on um you know why we stick around in this space because uh, as someone that loved to hustle and constantly flip i kind of like there i would move trends very, fairly quickly because something would happen whether it's you know uh like it just becomes harder there's more things put in place but in this market in nfts the space is constantly growing and so it's just like all of this uh interest and passion but in a bear market it all changes and people that start to lose money the the system starts to kind of shrink. We get less people, more people leaving, uh, feeling burned. Um, and so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about um, what your thoughts are uh, on the bear market and kind of where NFTs are today and and what you think about the future and, and why if you're feeling great or about uh, still building in the space, or if not, to just talk a little bit about your thoughts on, on what's been going on. Yeah, definitely. I... You know, it's cliche, but I'm going to say it anyways. And zoom out um, is is really like the most important phrase to me. Um, I think in order to keep your mental sanity and like your and stay in this space, like level headed, I think you really need to have a five year plus plan, like at least see see the vision five years out and, and be committed and, and ready to stay here for that long. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's a really hard thing to ask, especially on, you know, where everything runs on Twitter, which is the quickest moving social media of all. And, and we're in the quickest moving space of anything, you know, stuff doubles, triples, or, or dumps the other way overnight. Um, you know, people literally make millions overnight or lose millions overnight. And the short, short-minded flip, 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 like make it now, now, now is so prominent on Twitter just because of the way everyone, you know, only post gains and, and, you know, hundred X's get the most engagement. And that's, that's what you see. And, you know, it can be demoralizing, um, especially, you know, you, you, you mentioned people that got in the space in the last couple of months and, you know, it feels like everyone is rich. You know, I, I feel it every day. Um, and, and compare comparison, um, to people on Twitter is, is a killer and it's tough to avoid. Um, for me, really what keeps me going, especially in a time like now, like I'll I'll be honest, I'm extremely over invested, like way 
like irresponsibly over invested in crypto and, and NFTs and I'm watching it tank. Like I'm my portfolio is bloody just like everyone else in this audience. You know, I see your NFT profile pictures. I know we're all struggling. Um, really what keeps me going is is zooming out and seeing literally being able to see like where I, I think I can be in five years and where I think the space could be in five years. You know, I think once once I was able to wrap my head around the, the fact that this is is the future and it's not going anywhere even if we hypothetically go to zero um it, it made the decision pretty clear and, and pretty easy for me like build build through a bear market and come out you know a hypothetical bear market you know we could turn tomorrow but build through a bear market and come out the next bull um way more experienced you know as a veteran and really on top or leave because shit is ugly and go lose money somewhere else and then you know kind of miss out on, on what's happening here um yeah really once once i i wrap my head around the fact that this is next and you know who knows in what capacity you know all of our our profile pictures can go to zero and gaming could be the next wave or music is the only nfts that blow up and, and all our games go to zero but regardless like being here in this community building on twitter networking and growing like you have such an advantage um, across everybody else and you know if you look at crypto ogs like nfts have never really experienced a prolonged bear market um but something that really excites me is looking at you know the, the crypto twitter ogs the keyboard monkeys and kobe and all those moon over shit got really ugly in crypto and you know there, there was months of, of bear and blood and everybody got wiped out or left and the survivors are you know, the biggest accounts that we follow and the insights that we look for today. Um, and, you know, the same thing is going to happen with NFTs, of course. Like, of course, a bear market is going to come at some some point. Um, and, and I think you have to be ready for that at any time. But always remembering, like, if you, not if, but when you, you survive this bear market and build through it, like when, when you come out on the other side, you have such a tactical advantage over everybody else and experience that, like simply can't be earned or, or, or gained any other way um, than experiencing it and building through it. So that's really where, where I try to keep my head at. Like it can be tough. And as someone who, who shit posts and memes and always jokes about like it going to zero or just joking about, you know, trying to keep, keep the mood light when shit's ugly. Like it can be tough even for me. Like I can shit post myself into feeling down about my bags and feeling down about the market and, it, like honestly, just just being real, it can be tough sometimes. But I think when when I'm feeling like that, and when I'm, you know, refreshing my portfolio too much, and watching the number go down, and watching charts go down, I think I have to just, you know, I just take a step back and I look at how far I've come in in nine ten months, and what that could look like, you know, in another nine ten months through a bear market. Like it, it anyone that makes it through uh, the hypothetical bear market is is so far advanced um to the next wave and we really haven't even seen the crazy mass adoption in web3 that we know is coming and you know they're gonna come and if if we go bear market right now they're not coming now they're coming after uh when we're euphoric again and when that happens i mean you're so so far ahead of everybody like it's it's empowering and it's exciting to think about despite you know the blood, the potential blood and the potential price drops, like the opportunity is exciting.
Yeah, I mean, and I think you know, I was uh, I started uh, investing in crypto in 2017, and, and like you said, watching portfolio go down 85 percent for for months, and then go up, and then it, it was just a roller coaster. Uh, and and then in 2020, everything going up, and then COVID hits, and everything just plummets again. And my I remember my portfolio went down 85 uh, percent in like three months, and it, it is it can be really daunting, especially if you're in good uh, stuff that you think is quality, I mean, it's almost even more important, um, like you said, to have conviction in those moments. I think something that a lot of people in this space, especially with the euphoria, a lot of people forget about uh, those that make it through these cycles or through these bear cycles, it's usually not people that are constantly flipping because the, you can flip your way to zero. It, you know, Before NFTs, it wasn't flipping in, in the sense of NFTs, but you would, uh, you know, there's a lot of leverage and um, you know, that's when kind of Binance and all these other uh, crypto ecosystems and exchanges were, were getting big. And we would, and we, our DGEN was different, but we would be trading shit coins and trying to make money. But in the end, uh, if you, it, a lot of us learned, um, and there's still some people that master it, but I'd say 95% of people are really uh, not great at short term flips uh, to, to make you know, generational wealth, a lot of generational wealth, even when you look at um, traditional market comes in the conviction and, and buying things that you believe in and just holding on to it. I mean, you could be uh, even a great flipper like Pranksy who made a shit ton of money uh, on board apes would be much, much wealthier if he had conviction to hold on long term. Um, and so I think one thing that's interesting is just uh I think for a lot of people looking back and kind of having your investment strategy and remembering kind of if you're newer into this ecosystem, it's it's much, much more difficult to uh, understand where to make those moves. But that's always what you hear about because that's what's trending on Twitter. But it's much easier to kind of create that wealth through conviction and believing in what you buy. And when you're down 85%, not freaking out and selling it because you really believe in the long-term impact of it. And, and I'll tell you, I ended up nine times uh, what my starting investment. So from that 85% down, it went up almost, you know, uh, 1200% in the next five or six months. And, and sometimes I just sit there and think, man, what if I would have sold? But if I didn't have conviction in the shit I bought, I, I most likely would have sold because it would have been scary as fuck being invested in stuff that you really never believed in. So it's so important to have conviction in this Space. And I love that you touched on that because it's something that uh, is, I talk a lot on this show about, but what's sexy and what's trending and what's in Twitter spaces a lot of the times is what, you know, the quick flip and what's grabbing the attention of people in the moment. But a lot of times the really successful investors uh, are not holding on. You can look at Mando and OSF and their portfolio or 6529. All these guys hold on uh, that real and believe in the investments they make and just hold on tight to them. So I, I just love that you touched on that because I think conviction uh, is really, really important. What are some of the NFTs or what are some of the things that give you conviction uh, in a project in this space? Yeah, um, first of all, you made some great points. Um, conviction is, is really, the mo in my opinion, the most important thing as, as an investor, especially like I'm, I'm pretty open about the fact that I'm a shit flipper and I am, I lose money more often than not when I'm trying to, to get rich overnight. Um, I think one of the 
the best things that happened to me that I didn't even really realize at the time um, was was writing threads and, and allowing that to be my conviction. You know, I, again, my thing was like, I wanted to be the guy that wrote long, informative threads about, you know, article style threads, like long posts. And with that, you know, it, off rip, you, you weed out like 95% of projects. You know, you can't write 30 tweets about a CCO PFP that has no, no utility, no anything, no community, no anything. Um, and, and right away, the first projects that I was exposing myself to and investing in and playing around with were projects that I could write 35 tweets about and really understand. And, you know, what? while I would be researching for a thread, you know, deep diving in Discord and on Twitter and on Medium pages and whatever, I would be building conviction I didn't even really realize at the time. You know, it was it was research for a thread, but then, you know, I'd be done and, and ready to post. I'm like, shit. I, I need to buy a couple of these before I post this. Like what? Of, of course. And you know, I, I couldn't always afford what I would, would write about. And I was perfectly okay with that because plenty of times, I, honestly, I, I wrote about stuff I couldn't afford or it wasn't the right time for me to get in. But you know, I, I was forming conviction on projects I was buying. I was forming conviction on projects I was writing about, but couldn't buy. Um, and I really like early on would just, deep dive into tons and tons of projects and kind of get a, what how they form conviction and, and what I'm interested in. And yeah, I really, I really think threads and, and creating content and writing uh, content really uh, as a broader term um, about, about projects, about NFTs, about crypto in this space, like not only helps grow, grow your audience, um, but it also helps your conviction and your investments. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, I just want to add on to that because I think when as you're doing that research, you uh, there's so many people that believe you know you cast a wide net. I've always, uh, in terms of my investment portfolio, and some of the greatest I think in the space, uh, oftentimes make concentrated uh, bigger bets on projects they really believe heavily on. Uh, and I think that is really important as you're getting started. You may not make a heavy bet, but maybe you just make a a bet uh, into something you really believe in that maybe costs more. You could have bought, you know, 10 shitty PFP projects or 10 shitty NFTs and try to do a quick flip, or you buy something that you really believe in that you're like, oh, I'm just going to hold on to this because I believe in the potential of where it could go. And I think it's really important to kind of... Um, be able to realize when you're doing that research to find a few things that you can really uh, bet heavily on because you believe in them. And as long as nothing changes, you're going to continue to stay in the market for that. Uh, we're going to turn to questions here in a second. If you have a question for Thread Guy, go ahead and hit that request button. We're going to bring a few people up here in a second for Community Corner. Uh, love to get some community up here uh, if you have a question or a comment for him. Before we do that, I, I did want to uh, talking about projects that you have conviction in. I know that you you were able to get on the team of Jenkins Valet, which is so incredible. I'd love for you to talk about kind of that experience, the transition to being going from just interested into the NFT space to now working on an NFT team and one of the elite ones at that. And also, if you could throw in, what the hell is a director of vibes? <laughs> yeah, um, I'll. Yeah, the Jenkins story is a good one, actually. Um, you know, we're talking conviction and believing in projects and, and whatnot. Um, Jenkins was the first Ethereum 
project I ever minted. Um, I guess, you know, we'll count if, if Top Shot Packs counts as a mint. That's my first NFT. But first Ethereum mint was Jenkins the Ballet. Um, I think it was in August of 2021. And it was like the second or third thread I ever wrote. Um, it was under mint price. The floor was under mint price. It was like 0 0.03. And it was, you know, it was a project I really had, had conviction in because it was like the first NFT other than Top Shot. Um, that I felt like I could show to someone that doesn't know anything about NFTs and they could at least like grasp the concept of, of you know, there's some utility here, there's some use case here. Um, and, and after I wrote that thread, I, I started to become pretty close with Jenkins just as, as someone interacting on, on Twitter and doing what I do. Um, Director of Vibes, I have, I have the coolest job title, coolest job in Web3. Uh, in a broader sense, I would call it marketing and to put it in one one category, but you know a little little more specific I do you know marketing, brand, identity partnerships and, and really everything community. Um, you know I spend all day on Twitter as is for the last the last 10 months I've basically spent like an ungodly amount of time on Twitter. You don't want to see my screen time, trust me. Um, and it really is is the perfect fit perfect opportunity you know twitter is like it or not it's like such an essential essential point of of this space and everything happens on twitter and you either have a twitter presence or your project isn't known um straight up and when when this opportunity came to be you know i i had been i had been job hunting for sure um and my least favorite question i would get because you know i definitely had interest before Jenkins, my least favorite question would be, what that, what job do you want? And I really, I had no idea. Like I didn't, I didn't want to be a community manager. You know, I don't have 10, 10 years of, of advertising marketing experience to get, you know, some, some job titles. I'm not a dev. I'm not ready to, to start my own project. You know, I, I had thought about it, but I, I, I have no interest in starting a project that, that I'm not a hundred, 110% confident in. And when this this director of vibes thing came my way, it, it was perfect. Um, I think one of the coolest things about Web three is everybody kind of has to wear a lot of hats, and it's so new and so early and so different, really. That you know, being versatile is is so important, and being able to to do different things, different aspects, and, and work on different stuff is is essential. Um, and that's that's really what I'm able to do. You know, I, I'd never felt like my skill set should be confi confined to just, you know, community manager or just discord manager and, and stuff like that. And this opportunity really is one where I can, I can be me and I can be myself on Twitter and, you know, wear every hat and be involved on all different parts of, of community and brand and marketing. And it, you know, it really is perfect. Um, I'm, I'm excited to to keep going with it. You know, it's only been been a month, maybe a month and a week since I started, but it's been awesome. Um, Jenkins is, you know, you mentioned I'm not I'm not here to show my bags, but Jenkins is as strong of a team as it comes. You know, they've been, you know, we've been here for almost a year now, and and building heads down building. You know, we just just announced the fundraising um, today, and it's, it's the future's looking bright. I'm I'm really excited to be a part 
work on first of all working in the space but second of all a part of a team that's so so good and so experienced and and you know with such a good road ahead yeah i mean it's easy to have conviction in in that team because they're like you said regardless of what's going on in the market or what the price of the the floor is they're not worried about that they're just constantly building uh and and i think if uh you know, it's one of the, Jenkins Valet is one that's been kind of fun to watch as someone that hasn't uh, got into it yet. I just, uh, I mean, it's always like on my to do list because it's like that. It's just one of those projects that you know is never going to leave. Uh, and and I think especially after some of the announcements today, very very exciting stuff to come uh, and really excited. Uh, and and I think it's inspirational to also hear you know your journey because it's like you you started. Uh, just learning about the space and something that you kept touching on throughout this whole interview is the ability to network and grow and learn with people. And here you are showing uh, that how that pays off is is being able to do, find eventually something that you really enjoy and and do it for a living. And I think that's amazing. So huge congrats to you on, on that position, but also just uh, for constantly growing in the space. It's been awesome to, to watch your journey. Um, and, and now uh, we're going to go ahead and start to turn over to questions. I had a few people requesting that went back down. So if you were requesting go ahead and hit that request button again we're going to bring some people up while i'm waiting oh here we go let's go ahead and go to community corner get your catnip and questions ready it's time for you to take the stage for another segment of community corner manny what's going on man thanks for coming up uh you are on stage with thread guy go ahead dude uh, just total comment thread guy i just want to say i admire you dude i appreciate you I love your threads. Anything you post, you and Menace to Society are like two of my favorite mutants. Shout out to my boy Squib, also mutant. Like that's all I have to say. And just keep doing what you're doing, man. I'm a big fan. Hey, I appreciate it. And thanks, thanks for coming up. Thank you for the kind words. I I really appreciate it. Yeah, you know what, Manny? Take it's just awesome to to be able to Manny, someone I've gotten close to too. Always, uh, always growing in the space and and learning from people, and it's just so cool to see you, Manny, continuing your journey. Um, let's go ahead. We got another person coming up here in just a second. Ismail, Ismail, you're on stage. How are you doing? I'm great, Carl. Thank you again. I mean. This is this is exactly what's what's great about Web three. It's it's you said it earlier. You you have to have conviction on on what you like having like what you first in. But for me, it's having conviction in the people. I think I'm more bullish on the people like yourself, the people that turn us into you know great people like Thread Guy. You always bringing in like a value to the community either by introducing us to new people or or by sharing your points of view, or just by being the guy you are. And for that, I'm extremely grateful. I mean, when I first started in the NFT world, it was because I, because I you know, listened to you through a Twitter space. And since then, I've been bullish on, on, on the space. And honestly, I know like right now, it doesn't look like it's going so, the way everyone wanted to go. But I'm still very bullish because of people like you. And that's all I want to say. 
Yo, thank, thank you. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Ismail, for coming up. You know, it's uh, you, you know, it's even if we don't have questions, I think it is. It's important to remember and take times, especially in bear markets, just to realize and, and to kind of recenter and focus, like why you're, why we're even here. Uh, it's almost the crazy about crypto show is almost more important. I need to start doing more shows again. Uh, time, it's just really busy time right now, uh, but but it is so important because uh, if we can get new people to the space during a bear market, you know, that's going to show just how impactful and powerful the space is. I do think and agree with Gary Vee. I don't know what you think about thread guy, this thread guy, but I, I'm a big believer in kind of uh, the downturn of this market and certain projects won't come back. Uh, and I, a lot of people talk about, including Gary Vee, that 95% of the space will likely go to zero. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And just kind of like this being an opportunity to, to kind of find find the quality projects that don't go away and continue to build. Yeah. Um, it, it gets thrown up like 99% of all of this is going to zero and we've, we're seeing it happen. Um, right now, you know, the NFT market doesn't look terrible just because, you know, the, the blue chips, heavy air quotes on blue chips, um, are, are kind of holding us up. Um, but you know, a lot of stuff that's getting wrecked right now and, and kind of lost relevance, like it's, it's never coming back. And I think it's, you know, bear markets are, are important and there's a reason people leave bear markets, you know, kind of thankfully I've never really got to experience a real one, but I think, you know, when we see a ton of our bags go to zero and, and projects that, you know, we're, we're worth so much just get wrecked and, and never come back. I think it's, it's going to change change the way you trade. Like there's no, no way that it wouldn't, um, and have a, you know, maybe initially a negative impact on you and your portfolio, but long-term, um, a positive impact on you and, and your trading ability and is, is a necessary lesson. Like I've, you know, myself, I bought tons of, of shit for way too much money that I knew what would be part of the 99% that goes to zero. And, but, you know, FOMO is a hell of a drug and, you know, I'm seeing it happen in front of my face and it, it definitely is, is changing the way that I that I trade, that I think about trades. Um, and, you know, it is maybe a little bit of a bittersweet experience, but a necessary one. I love that you said that because especially I think one of the most important things to realize and something I was a teacher for 12 years and so something that I'm really passionate about is the lack of financial literacy in schools. We're not taught about this shit. You don't learn how to uh, control emotions when investing, whether it's stocks or whether it's NFTs or crypto. It's something that you've got to learn because the system that we've grown up in, uh, it, it kind of there is gatekeeping because we just never learned it. Uh, and so something that's really important is to realize that you're not alone if you're going through that. If you realize that you got scammed because you FOMO'd into something or or because you got into a rug that went to zero and, and were convinced, it's, it's all something that is going to allow you to get better and learn from your mistakes. When I first got into crypto, I, I always tell people, you know, I lost ten over $10,000 before I made anything in crypto 
crypto and NFTs because a few projects that I got into that I had a lot of conviction in went to zero. Uh, and it's something that I learned from. And if I could have left and I would not be where I'm at today, you've got to constantly come back and learn from your mistakes. And uh, one of the best times to do that is your bear market because you probably will take some big losses during this time. And if you leave or if you don't continue to reinvest and learn from it, you'll never be able to make it. It's one of those things you've got to really believe in yourself and believe in that process of getting to where you want to be to be able to make it and never give up. Uh, Squib, you're up here. Always good to see you. What's going on, man? Okay, what's up, you guys? Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of you guys. Um, it's, it's my first time uh, meeting you, uh, Crazy Carl. But uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having a really nice time in this space so far. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Thread Guy and Menace to Society. I'm like a little starstruck. Um, I, uh, I actually work with Manny, so thanks for thanks for calling. Uh, you know, giving me a shout out, Manny. That's really nice. Um, yeah, he's a great guy too. Um, I, but I wanted to, you know, I, I'm having a really nice time listening to you guys. I was I was wondering. Um, I've been dying to get more. Um, you know, more involved in the space. Um, and I was wondering if uh, thread guy, you could uh, talk a little bit about, Oh, well, yeah, I, w- I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about, um, you know, ways that you um, like, like what led you to become more involved in this space. But um, also to crazy Carl's point um, earlier, uh, I just have to say this, um, you know, I've heard over and over again in like multiple circles that, and it's especially true for the crypto circle that, you know, bull markets might, make you rich but bear markets can create generational wealth and i think that's extremely true and i i gotta like say like congratulations to everybody here um you know that that's still here during the bear market um but yeah uh yeah so if third guy yeah i would love to i would love to uh, hear more about that and thanks for having me up yeah first of all thank you uh for the kind words my man um i i would say um you know we touched on it a little bit earlier but the best way to to really in my opinion, to really involve yourself and get integrated into this this space and this community um, and really network and meet people is to create content. Like if, you know, everything really happens on Twitter, um, you know, I guess Discord is huge. I hate Discord. I spend like zero time on Discord. Um, I do it all on Twitter. And, you know, uh, back to when I first started my account, you know, I was like, everyone's on Twitter. I want to meet people on Twitter. But how am I going to get people to follow me um and and the answer that i came came up with and and, and continuing to see you know from transition from thread to ship posts is just add value some way um to to people on twitter and value is such a broad term like it can be anything from being a spa- hosting spaces like carl to to writing threads like i did to memes to ship posts to um you know uh, there's tons of people that write in-depth scammer threads when 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 scams happen or when hacks happen there's people that you know are full-time discord support and and help people out with hack discords and etc like i I would really say any way that you can add value to to people in this community on twitter on on discord um it'll be reciprocated and you know just one all it takes is like one tweet that someone thought was funny um, and, and you shoot your shot with a cold DM and boom, like you met, met a new friend. Like that was one of the things I was terrified of, especially at the beginning. Um, like when I would, I would make content, I would write threads and I would, I would get some cool follows. Like someone I would fanboy over would follow me back and I would be like terrified to interact with them. 
and I found like just getting rid of, of that shame and just like send that cold DM. Like people don't give give a fuck. Send the cold DM. Like be a reply guy on Twitter. Like turn their notifications on and reply to them. Like interact with people, make them laugh, like add a good point to someone's tweet. Like something as simple as that, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a, a 50, 50 tweet thread to, to get a follow and to meet someone new. Um, yeah, I, I would really, just to sum it up, I would say any way that you can add value to people, like they, they'll give it back, they'll show it back. I love two things that you said there. One, you you said, don't be afraid. It's so true. Some people are like, how did you get people on your show? It's like, I just kept messaging him. You know, it's like one of those things you got to make sure to do is never forget, you know, the the worst thing that someone can say is no or, or not have time to talk with you. But, you know, if they do and decide to, it could change your life. So the networking is one of those things. And some people like Farouk, when I initially met him and now, you know, we've, we've done probably 15, 20 spaces together. But it, that was another guy I looked up to a lot because he was really great at what I wanted to start doing. And so I I looked up to him, but I, I just kept reaching out to him. And I think what you said about not being afraid to do that is one of the most important things to getting a start, uh, especially if you're trying to network or trying to reach someone, not to be annoying. I mean, it's one thing to be a pest and another thing to actually like find a natural, organic way to do it. Um, but the other thing that you touched on at the end, which I think is really important as well, is is just con- continuing to grow and not giving up and just constantly working, finding something that you enjoy doing. Uh, because if you don't enjoy it, it, you know, at the end of the day, it's not going to pan out. So if you're really into security or if you're into dev work, whatever you do, there's a space for you. That's what I used to hate about crypto is it was really, if you're not an engineer, you're not, there's not really much you can do. But in this space, you know, that's what NFTs I'm so bullish on because you can do anything uh, or the scope of what can bring you into the space is so much greater. Uh, And so I think there's just a lot of opportunity for content creators uh, in Web3. And I think that's one of the things you just constantly got to work on. If you uh, really want to get involved, constantly be trying to figure out where your niche is and then continue to help that area grow. all right. I think we're about to close out. This has been a fun hour. It's flown by. Thank you so much, Thread Guy, for coming on the show. Is there anything you want to share uh, about uh, how to follow you, what what uh, to look for, what to look out for that maybe you have coming up in the future? Anything you want to share before we start to close out? Um, I don't have much. Uh, first of all, thank you for, for bringing me up. I had a blast. I, I was a little nervous before coming on Spaces. You know, I'm trying to... Uh, to force myself to to talk more and be more of a, a voice, like a literal voice in the space. Um, and I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to do that. Uh, I thought we had, had some great talks. Um, feel free to follow me on Twitter if you want. Be careful if you turn notifications on because I will blow your phone up, I promise. But um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. Thank you, thank you for having me up. Thank you for everyone that came out and, and listened. Like I, I had a blast. Yeah, I always love uh, watching your um, tweets, and so it, it has been amazing to to get to hear your insights and, and your voice, and even some, uh, you know, a lot of what you create now is more humorous, uh, fun content, so it's also kind of cool to hear your story and a little more serious note of what uh, brought you into the space and lessons you've learned, so 
Just want to give a huge shout out of gratitude to you, Thread Guy, for coming onto the show to chat about your journey so far in the Web3 space. The Crazy About Crypto show does not accept paid advertisements or pay requests to come on the show. The quality of guests and educational content provided is essential. I also want to shout out the Crazy Carl Collective. Crazy Carl is not my real name. I'm just one voice in the Crazy Carl Collective. We're an entity in the Web3 space working to build and grow together. Many guests of the show, including Thread Guy, are Crazy Carls, as well as many people in the audience. If you're not in the collective, I encourage you to follow and watch us, then join us. Have a great night. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody, really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.